You are listening to the Yummy Mummy Podcast, episode number 31. Welcome to the Yummy Mummy Podcast, where you will learn brand new and shockingly different tools to lose weight for the last time. And now, here's your host, certified life and weight loss coach, Laura Conley. Hey, yummies. I am so excited. This is a very special episode because I am bringing my client Beth Knight on for a conversation about her journey with weight loss and body drama and food drama. We worked together last year and she just finished up a couple weeks ago and is actually now going to become certified as a coach, which I think is so cool. So Beth, welcome to the Yummy Mummy podcast. Will you just introduce yourself to all the listeners? Yeah. Hi, I'm Beth. I uh, signed up for the Yummy Mummy one-on-one training, which I believe is no longer available. Which <laughs> no longer. <laughs> yeah, but um, you, snuck, you snuck in right at the last minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got it right at the very end. I was looking for a, a weight loss coach right around December. I think I had. I just wanted to overhaul my life. I found the Self Coaching Scholar podcast, and then I just wanted a, a life coach to help me with the nutrition part. And I wanted a one-on-one person and I found the yummy mummy. And yeah, so that's how I found it. I don't know if you needed my personal like background. Like I'm a software developer in London. That's what we want to know all the things about. We want to know all the things about you. Yeah. Well, I've always been like a super active person, but my diet has been like a big sore point for me. Because I I would exercise and exercise and like marathons and CrossFit, really active person, but I could never rein in my food. So that's when I realized I needed to like work on my thoughts. And I also I scheduled to have a boob job <laughs> in December. <laughs> I knew I had six weeks off to just sit with my feelings over Christmas. Plus, I was like locked down in London, and my family was back in the U.S. So. What a better time to work on your thoughts than... Yeah. You're like, I better get a coach for this. These I know. I was like, this is going to be really hard. I'm just going to sit with my feelings for six months. It's so good. Okay. So tell us why you wanted to hire a coach. You're like, I needed to get a handle on my nutrition. I was very active. But like, why? Like, why didn't you just solve it on your own? Well, I mean, I tried to do it on my... I've had nutritionists before. And I think you like, how many macros you should eat? And these are the mm-hmm. right things and all of that. But I found thought work, I think, last August, and I knew that was like the secret to whatever I needed to do. But I knew I didn't want to do it alone just because Mm -hmm. it's very difficult to call yourself out, right? So you like to see your thoughts and be like, oh, it's just a thought because in your head, they're facts, right? That's a fact. Like, that's not a fact. And you're like, no, that's a fact. You're like, that's not a fact. Just having somebody call me on my bullshit was pretty much what I needed. Mm. There's a lot of bullshit. A lot of things I thought were true, but that were not at all. I'm a really good bullshit caller outer. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, (laughs) every Wednesday came around and I was like, I've got a lot of bullshit I'm about to be called on. Okay, let's do this. Yeah, the only way that we grow and transform. I just had a client the other day be like, I'm doing all this wonderful work on myself, but it feels really hard. (laughs) And I'm like, Yeah. yeah. (laughs) That's exactly right. That's exactly how it should be feeling. That means you're on the right track. So tell me some of the bullshit that your brain was serving up to you. Like what was the first one? Because like you introduced the first 
like concepts to me. It was intermittent fasting. And I was like, yeah, sure. That's cool. I can do that. But then you said no flour and sugar. And I was like, oh, I'm going to die. I think that's a normal reaction though, too, which by the way, you guys, I don't prescribe anything to anybody. <laughs> I just make suggestions. <laughs> I was like, when you said that, I was like, oh, for the rest of my life, I will never have flour and sugar again. And I'm fasting. That's cool. Like, at, it, yeah, it was just not true also. But I what, remember what wasn't what wasn't true that you will never have flour and sugar ever again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the idea of just like skipping breakfast was like, yeah, I can do that. But the idea of because I was eating like I would go on these long bike rides and the whole time I would eat candy and I would end it with a pizza. And I was like, that's my that is my favorite day in the whole world. Like my whole life rolled mm-hmm. around like exercise and eating. And you're like, I think there might be more to life than that. Yeah. Um, I used to get a breakfast burrito every morning and I felt so sad about the idea. Just so I remember I was like, I'm going to give up chewing. Yeah. The chewing <laughs> burrito. I'll never forget. You <laughs> best burrito. Like, I was like, I was, you're like, what's, why can't you give up? I was like, it's just it's so chewy. There's something about the the comfort of how chewy that burrito was. And now wow. I like, I walk by that burrito place all the time. And I was like, huh. <laughs> yeah, I used to be really into it. It wasn't even that good of a burrito. Like I've lived in San Francisco before. They can't make good burritos in London. I don't know why they can't do it. Like good burritos are in San Francisco, not London. I just, yeah. it was like my little safety net. So what's it like when you walk by the burrito place now? I don't even think about it. Like I don't even think about it to go in or anything. I walk by a ton of bakeries and I just, it's not even like a thing. Yeah. So how were you able to do that? Like, how were you able to get from point A to point B? Because the beginning, it sounds like you thought it was so impossible, right? Like, even at the suggestion of removing flour, for the most part, from what you were eating seemed like impossible. So how were you able to overcome that, do you think? Oh, how well, a lot of it was like talking through it with you, just seeing like what was coming up, because a lot was coming up. I think every morning I would go work out and then I'd go get the burrito. And it was just like, it was a habit that I had mm-hmm. I'd like developed and I was like, I need it. And you're like, uh, and when you took it out, I was, I don't remember what specific emotions came up. A lot of emotions came up. Ah. I don't even know where to begin. And there, they were, some of them were like crazy, like family stuff and lockdown. And you're like, no, I just want to go back to the burrito. This is very hard. Right. I don't know if I like my job. I, this guy I really like, but like it, all the stuff came up and I was like, I don't want to deal with that. I want the burrito. I want the burrito. It's chewy. <laughs> yeah. The burrito will make me feel better. Yeah. Except it was just a cover for all of this crap that I was not dealing with. I did. There was so much stuff. I just did not want to face. Yeah. It's because I didn't want to feel it. Like you're just yeah. running from yourself. I was running from myself pretty much like it's, quickly as possible and covering it with really tasty food. <laughs> yeah. So you, what were you running from? You think like what emotions were you running from? If you had to guess. Well, the biggest one, like I did not want to sit with myself. That was the biggest one. Like I just had this very poor sense of self-worth when I was alone with myself and my thoughts, I just did not like myself so much to the point that I wanted 
anything, anything but my thoughts. Cause I was so mean to myself, right? Like, yeah. like, Oh, you're so fat and ugly. And you know, like all of these thoughts that came up were just, they were horrible. Like I had no compassion for myself. Yeah. And so of course I was like, do you want to sit and feel that? You're like, uh, uh-uh. <laughs> I was a burrito, please. Yeah, but burrito it wasn't or feel my feelings. Let me think. Really hard choice here. Yeah, <laughs> but not just feel like feeling those feelings, but then working on those thoughts too. Because it was like I had a very negative thought train mm. that I wasn't addressing. And that's why I think I was attracted to thought work for the, the first time. I have no idea how I found that Brooke Castillo podcast. No, I do. I started at Carol Lowenthal's podcast because it had oh. the word unfuck your brain. And then I went to the mothership, which is Brooke Castillo. And then I found you because yeah, we're all interrelated. It's a big yeah. scheme. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's just like the idea that you don't have to think of your life in a certain way and you can change how you view the world. It's just, I'm not stuck here. Yeah. Like, what? yeah it's so true. I mean, I feel like a lot of us aren't taught that, right? That our thoughts are choices, but we don't have to believe everything that we think that we don't, even if a thought pops in, that doesn't make us feel that we don't have to entertain it any longer. So yeah. you were running from your thoughts and your feelings, thoughts and feelings of not good enoughness or not worth it, or just not valuable. And you were just kind of mean to yourself, which made you feel terrible. Dead. Like shame. shame. Like, like I just felt shame. So when I would sit with myself and that's why, cause I live by myself in London. And so lockdown was hard because yeah. guess who works, guess who works from home now? <laughs> like, yeah. And that guess, was, so exactly what you didn't want to do was on the table. No. Yeah. I didn't want to be alone with myself. I had, like in post pre COVID world, I had, had so much distractions. Like I could run around like a maniac so I could have gone my whole life just like buffering and never having to sit with myself. But COVID was like in a weird way, it was probably the best thing that ever happened to me because it made me sit with myself Yeah, and totally. realize I've got some work to do because I, I put everything externally to me, right? I was like, this guy, this job, this food, like that will bring me happiness. And it was just like, oh, I'm stuck inside my flat right now. I can't do any of those things, right? You're, yeah. you're just, but I knew I needed help because I didn't have the tools. So that's why I think a coach was like the best thing for me. Well, yeah, we all need help. I mean, it, that's another thing that we're told that we can and we should be able to do it on our own. And I'm not saying you can't heal some of this stuff on your own. It's just way easier to do it with a coach. At least that's my experience, like my life and me hiring coaches. It's just, way easier. It's, and it, it speeds it up, right? Yeah, it speeds it up exponentially, right? Doing it on your own can take for literally forever, right? So, so yeah, so it's eat the burrito or feel shame, right? Obviously, yeah. if we don't take the time to think about that choice, we're going to always choose the burrito, but in the long run, it doesn't serve us. So I want to ask you a question because you mentioned going for these long bike rides and eating candy, and you were like, huh, I wonder if there's more to life than just looking forward to eating candy on a Saturday. So is yeah. there so answer that question for us. Is there more to life? Have you found that? What is better than eating gummy bears after <laughs> and, and a whole pizza, right? <laughs> yeah. So I I was pretty like ambitious before. Like I had a lot of external achievements, mm-hmm. but I think now. Cause like I have all this time now, right? Cause I don't think about food. 
I really don't like, I don't like, I have a meal delivery service cause I just don't like cooking. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just, Oh, lunch, grab the lunch thing, but I'm not sitting around pining about food, but you just have these, this time to sit and like, really think about what you want out of life, which mm-hmm. I never really like, I, like, honestly, I signed up cause I was like, I want to get hot. I got the boob job and then I got a boob <laughs> lift. They look so good, but we'll put that on the podcast artwork. We'll put yeah, bath best boobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because uh, I was like, I'm gonna lose a bunch of weight. I'm gonna get a boob job, and I'm gonna leave lockdown hotter than ever before. And then I'll get find a guy, and life will be happily ever after. And now (laughs) where it's like legit, like I have the boobs and the body that I really want. Like I have it. And I'm like, Oh, and I have guys like hit on me all the time, but I'm like, Oh shit. Now I realize what the real work is. That was just another burrito, right? That was, it was, I was like, I was like, I thought that they'd make me happy and they don't, I still feel feelings. Uh, yeah, so like, life is st- I'm still a human. Oh my God. I lost this weight and now I'm still a human. What? Now all of my work has been like internal work mm. and doing things like really working on my thoughts, like really working on loving myself and like seeing how that translates in the rest of my life. Right. Just like people respect you more when you respect yourself. Mm. You've always heard that, right? You're like, love yourself. You know, but until you actually do it, you're like, oh, okay. What is it like? to love yourself, to have a good relationship with yourself. Still in progress on that, but it's not tolerating. Like I had so many people in my life that were treating me like crap. And I was like, well, it's okay. That's kind of what I deserve. And the second that you like, you're like, wait a second, I have value. I should, nobody should treat me like that. Cause like I was already treating myself like that. So when other people yeah. treated me like that, I was like, yeah, of course. Yeah. But then as soon as I started treating myself better, I had no patience for people who wouldn't tolerate me yeah, or who, who would treat me. I just couldn't accept like a, a certain level of treatment. And so I lost a ton of friends, but it turns out they weren't really friends. <laughs> I learned boundaries, really good boundaries. Cause you start treating yourself better. Other people start treating yourself better. Yeah. Um, and it's just like natural too. It's not, you had to go have all these like friend breakup conversations. No, they just fell right. away. you like, you just stopped calling them. You're like, Oh, yeah. I don't. Yeah. But then like in their place, like new people have come in mm-hmm. with like a high, like a higher, I'm going to say like level, but just like further along in their journey. You just yeah. talk to people who are on a different stage of their journey. Yeah. Those are the conversations you want to have. We go to museums and we have like really thoughtful discussions over like coffee, things like that, like really focusing on growth mm-hmm. as opposed to just like living in this victim mentality. Like I used to hang out with my single girlfriends and be like, oh, I hope this guy likes me or, oh, it's so tough being single. Now it's just, you're like, how long did you meditate today? <laughs> I was like, I made it to 15 minutes. What? I've got to go journal, (laughs) but it's because I'm not like a victim to my circumstances anymore. It's very empowering to be in charge of your life and just realize that you have a lot of power here. And so that's, so that's that's better than a burrito. Right. It's like the weight loss is just a way to bring up all the other stuff. Right. Oh, there was so much stuff too. Holy moly. (laughs) It was, 
you're talking about a lot, like you're treating yourself better, right? What does that sound like in your head? What did you used to say to yourself? And like, now what do you say to yourself? You can see it in terms of the burrito where you're like, I don't put that in my body anymore. Right. I'm just, don't do that to myself anymore. Like I want to be better than that today. But why don't you put the burrito in your body? It's not because it's, it's, I realize that it's not like, I see it for what it is. Right. You're just like, you're just trying to avoid something Mm -hmm. and whatever you're trying to avoid. I know how to handle it now. Like I've the biggest thing because like processing emotions, that's been huge. So big. Like we were not taught that growing up, right? Like the emotions I was allowed to feel were like happy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, You're like, okay. And if you're not happy, then you better get to happy. And that meant like TV and uh, whatever thing you could do to distract yourself till you're happy again. Yeah. It's not like happy. So if you're not happy, there must be something wrong with you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We're not taught that. No, happiness is just a small piece of the pie in terms of the emotions that we're going to feel for the rest of our lives, regardless of the external, right? Like we're going to feel shame, guilt, and loneliness, sadness. Of course, all the other emotions too, happiness, calm, elation, all of that. So you learn to process your feelings through this, through our work. And what is the benefit of doing that? Like, why is that so great now that you can process Um, your emotions? Because a lot of the stuff that I I can see it when I get really like anxious or I want to go work or I want to go do something. I'm like, Ooh, that's an emotion. And usually I would have run from it as quickly as possible. I didn't know how to identify it. I was like, there's something I'm feeling. I don't want to feel it. It doesn't feel good. Cause it doesn't feel good to feel sad or angry. It doesn't like, yeah. especially when you're not used to feeling it. And Ooh, so, important. yeah, like you feel like happy is easy. Right. And you can get to happy pretty quick with some alcohol too. Right. <laughs> like yeah, any of those buffers that you mentioned. Yeah. And you guys, if you don't know what a buffer is, we'll talk about that in a moment. I'll define it for you. But yeah, yeah. any, any of those buffers will like make you feel happy, but it's a false pleasure. Like it doesn't create true contentment, right? Or true deep happiness or yeah. call it. I think it's like a, a stepping up to feeling like the whole range of being a human, mm-hmm. right? Just if you saw a kid crying, well, I guess our parents did kind of do this and it's not their fault. Nobody knew how to process emotions throughout history, pretty much. Like that's a new phenomenon and we're learning how to do it and I'm excited for it. And that's kind of why I want to be a coach, but like we're supposed to feel all these things. And that doesn't mean we feel them forever. Like, I think I was afraid to feel sad. Cause I was like, I'll never get out of this hole. Like I'll feel sad and I will never leave sadness. And then sadness will be like my new state of being, but really sadness can last 10 minutes. You cry. And then it's like a wave that rolls through you. And then you're, you're not, it's not that you're happy again, but you're like back to normal state of being and then maybe it comes back and you're like, Oh, that's sadness. And you, and you stop whatever you're doing and you just feel it as opposed to shoving it down, pretending it's not there. And then like doing everything possible to run around like a maniac to not feel it. Yeah. I think such an important point because I think we're, that's what we're taught, right? Fix it, make the sadness go away. You should feel happy. How do I get rid of this? And we think 
oh my God, if I feel this sadness, it's going to take over. It's going to overwhelm me. I'm not going to have any time. Right. But the resistance is shoving it down actually wastes so much more time. Processing through is like one of the most efficient uses of your time. It's like one of the most effective activities that you can do. And the better we get at it, the more that we can do it on the fly. Like I'll be like processing an emotion, like driving my kids to school and it takes 90 seconds or whatever it takes. Yeah, put your right. sunglasses on. Yeah. <laughs> Just, exactly. I got my mask on. I got my sunglasses, sunglasses on. on. You're like, I'm crying. It's cool. Be gone like 90 seconds. I got this. Exactly. I'm like, as long as nobody asks me how I am, I'm good to go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm teasing. But I think that it's so powerful because when you are able or were able to feel our feelings, we build a crazy level of confidence, right? Because we know that we can handle, like you're saying, we can handle anything that comes our way, that nothing will be a problem. So have you experienced that for yourself, like a boost in confidence because you're willing to have your own back when it comes to feelings? Yeah. I've been seeing it mostly now just because it's like a muscle you strengthen, like at work, because I used to be really afraid of of pretty much everything at work. Cause I was like, got to please everybody, which is great thought to have at work. <laughs> Cause you're just like in everybody else's models trying to please them. Yeah. And like the idea that I could upset people really, I think we're like, we're conditioned as women to never displease people, mm-hmm. but like saying like no to things or like, I need more time. And then I, I had to sit with, maybe my manager was upset with me or in my head, he'd be upset with me. And usually I would have said like, whatever, and run off and done like a million things. Like I was like, a pint of Ben and Jerry's should fix this problem. (laughs) But it said, it's hard to do that stuff on your own, right? You're just like, I'm afraid. And that's the biggest thing with a coach is like, when you're trying to take these massive actions and do big things in your life, you're going to have a lot of like terror and things that come up and you don't have to do it by yourself is the biggest thing. And having you there to be like, this is just help walk you through the emotion and then process it and call out your thoughts, right? What is your thought here? You're like, I was like, the manager will pop up and kill me. (laughs) You're like, probably not what's going to happen. Or you're going to get fired. You're like, it's probably not going to happen. None of that happened. Like in my head, I blew it up into this big, horrible thing. Probably just a thought that your brain's offering because your brain wants to protect you when some crazy way that it comes up with, right? Because our brains really are designed to protect us and to help us survive, but we're not here to survive. We're here to thrive. And I think in those kind of moments in work, when we're trying to please our boss or whatever, it's just because we want to be a part of the pack. We don't want to be an outlier. We don't want to be seen as weird, or we don't want to be seen as somebody that's disruptive because we want to fit in because we have human brains that are designed to keep us fitting in. But those brains, that primitive part of our brain is designed for like literally when we lived in caves, it just needs some, speaking of software developer, we need some software upgrades, right? (laughs) Like an update. So you guys, just to clue you in on what a buffer is, something that we use to avoid or escape our feelings. So if you feel guilty or if you feel shame or if you feel lonely or angry, you may use a buffer like a burrito, like pizza. (laughs) Some of us will use like overworking out. Some of us will use over shopping. Some of us will use 
drinking as a buffer to not have to feel our feelings, but it creates a net negative, right? Because then we wake up hungover or we feel like totally unenergetic and not like ourselves in our skin because we're 20 pounds over our natural weight or whatever. So you want to look for what are you doing and why do you like the reasons why you're doing what you're doing? And are the things that you are doing giving you the outcomes that you want? Are they net positive? So I just wanted to clue you in on to what buffering is and what a buffer is, because I think just knowing that phrase or that concept can really help us to identify them and to just give us a window into is this serving me, right? Like it just asks the question. You don't have to make any decisions now on whether or not you want to keep buffering or whether or not you are buffering, but it's just kind of an awareness tool. So Beth, tell me why you were struggling. Like before you decided to sign up, like why was it a struggle for you to lose weight or to create the body that you wanted or to come into your natural weight? Because... I think I was coming at it in like a self-punishing kind of way. You'd be like, I'm going to use food. You get this much and you better follow it. And like a very mean way of treating myself. And then when I didn't achieve the goals, I was like, it was just proof that like, I'm a bad person. Right. Okay, So that's why you were struggling because you'd put yourself on some sort of diet or some sort of. Yeah. Yeah. And it didn't work. And then you're like, you're worthless. You're terrible. Like it just, I had that negative view of myself and I used dieting as a way to confirm it. And so it never really worked. And I would sabotage myself and it was just coming from a very mean place of you're not good enough. If you do this, maybe you'll be good enough as opposed to what your yours is like the thought work ways, you are good enough. Your thoughts are quite terrible. Please stop treating yourself this way. It was like stepping into loving myself and coming at it in a more compassionate way and working on it from that direction, right? Yeah. Like first learning that you are good enough, that you are worthy, that your value is just infinite, that you come totally lovable and totally good enough. And you can still want to achieve whatever you want to achieve from that place, right? Because that makes it possible and it makes it permanent when we're coming at it from a place of shame or if you weigh this, then you'll be good enough. It's never, first of all, it barely ever works. Like we can hardly ever even get to our dream come true weight. No. And then you lose it too. Cause you're like, you're just going to go back to that negative view of yourself. Uh Like until you like raise the view you have of yourself and can see yourself in a new way you're always going to be stuck yeah. or you're achieve it, but you're, you're going to hate yourself all the way there. And that just confirms, I don't want to be there hating myself and like white knuckling it. Yeah. Right? What's the point, right? Like we think, Oh, if I weigh this weight, then I'll be happy. But if you don't do the thought work and the feelings work, you might get there, but you'll still be. Yeah, yeah. And so what's the point? Cause the whole reason we want to lose weight is to feel a certain feeling probably a positive emotion for most of us yeah. or it's self-assuredness or happiness or whatever it is. But that has to come from the inside. I know it sounds so cliche, but it really has to come from the inside. It doesn't mean you can't go create the dream come true body, but we have to do the internal and the external work simultaneously. So how did you 
decide to sign up with me? Like, how did you decide to do the yummy mummy? Was it a hard decision for you to come to? I know a lot of people feel like, oh my God, I've tried everything. How is this going to work? Like, I'm kind of nervous to go all in on this because it is an investment, right? Time, money, energy. So how did you come to making that decision? I had like dabbled in the self-coaching scholar stuff and done like the one on, they do like weekly 20 minute phone calls. And I was like, okay, I saw great progress in just those. And that was like $300 a month or whatever, but it's always a different person. And I was like, well, what would happen if I had one person who followed me and Mm -hmm. really followed me on this journey for a while and saw me to the end. And that's when I found you and you could have said any number. You could have been like, it's hundred thousand. I was like, well, this is going to be expensive. <laughs> but yeah, and I've probably, I've lost 10 pounds and I, I would pay thousands of dollars to lose 10 pounds. I mean, yeah. I, I didn't have a terrible, like the way I feel now is so empowering that yeah like it's not it's just it's the confidence i have now it's the i walk by food i used to like obsess over and i'm like now it's i would never do that to myself i would never i see guys who i'm like i used to love you and i'm like i would never do that to myself (laughs) right no you can't treat me that way this this really like leveling up my self-respect that's So, so cool i mean that's priceless right like it really is and it's I would have paid anything. I think investing in yourself is like the best thing you can do. And for sure, I signed up thinking I want to get hot so I can find a guy. Yes. (laughs) I was like, oh, now I'm like going on the Zen Buddha track. (laughs) I'm going to go climb. Well, you got, you got, really ultimately wanted, right? Was, and of course, we're all work in progress, like you were saying before. Like we're never done with this work, right? If we decide to be on this path of involvement and personal growth, we're, we're never done. It's always going to be a practice. Yeah. But that confidence and empowerment that you're talking about and the ability to think about what you want to think about instead of being consumed with food as if it's like kind of a compulsion. Like I, I'll always ask clients who are coming on board or who may be signing up with me. And I'll ask them, what do you think you'd be thinking about if you weren't thinking about food all the time or losing weight all the time or what you could possibly fit into in your closet all the freaking time? And they're literally like, I don't know, but I know that it would be something better than this. And you were speaking to that earlier on this call. So what do you spend your time doing now that oh. you're not thinking about food all the time, that's better than food, that fills you up more than food. No oh, yeah. Time. No, I do. I've been doing stand up comedy. I'm <laughs> like, yeah, I do stand up comedy in like local little pubs, little five minute sets. I'm back doing that. That's super fun. Awesome. It's just like a hobby. Getting better at my job. My mm-hmm. focus is better because it's, oh, I'm here to learn this. Let me focus on learning and what do I want from this job as opposed to how can I please these people? I hope I don't get fired. <laughs> yeah, um, like always chasing the the confidence to come yeah. from external, right? Versus the coming from you. Pretty, that is the biggest thing, like just dropping all the validation from anybody outside of myself. That's been the biggest. Wow. And I'm not saying I'm there, but it's, it's gotten a lot better because I've, I just put all of my happiness in other people's hands. And that was, it was killing me. Cause like when I was alone, I was like, I don't know how to be happy by myself. Yeah. And now I do. And it's, I've just got myself back. 
regardless of what size I am, like, and I, and I don't even have to do anything, right? Like, I don't have to like do activities to prove that I'm worth anything. I, I do like to do activities, <laughs> like yeah, paintings. From, from a place, from a clean place, right? From a place of contentment, not from a place of like desperation. Yeah, it's crazy not to think of. I'm so excited to go out so I can have a cookie. Like I, I could give a flying fuck about the cookie. I just totally. don't care. I don't care at all. It's just what you're saying. There's more to life than thinking about the cookie all the time. Developing your hobbies, getting better at work. I know you're into meditation and into painting and into writing. Yeah. And all those really cool things that genuinely fill you up that do have the net positive. Or just, this is going to sound super, just like walking outside with not having like podcasts and music and whatever, Mm. just like being with myself, like walking in the sun, like enjoying where I am. Like I was not able, I could not have done that, which is like a sad statement, but it's true. Like content, just walking outside with my dog Mm. in silence, just enjoying being where I am in the world. And getting that back is huge. Right. Cause you're just in your life in the moment as opposed to, Oh, in the future, I'll be happy once I achieve all this. You're like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> so good. Oh my God. So you got some crazy, awesome results. You lost the weight. You're totally ecstatic with your results. You got the confidence you wanted, the empowerment that you wanted, the relationship with yourself that you wanted. Some of this, I don't even think you knew you really wanted because it was no. something external. I doubt I just want the hot body. Seriously. Yeah. 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 Well, that's why I always say, Hey, if you just want the hot body, come on, let's go because you can want that. And it's just, it's a doorway. It's a portal into your relationship with yourself, which is really what I'm offering. Right. That's really what I care about. That's really what lights me up and why I want to do the work. Is it fun to look hot in the bikini or hot in your like, cute little CrossFit outfits. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really, really fun. It's really it's fun. Really fun. Two but thumbs that's up. Not all, that's <laughs> not, yeah. That's not all there is to like, okay. So any other thing you want to say about your results, anything else that you got out um, of that you're really excited about? Just that, well, I mean, I've achieved what I wanted and I'm so excited to continue on the journey. It's like the red was the matrix with the red pill and the blue pill. And you're like, do you want to like stay in your little like comfort zone or do you want to step into life? I think yeah. that's what it is. Yeah, I think signing up for your program. Good choice. <laughs> I know. So like signing up for the program is, I forgot which pill was the one that they took. Oh, like, I don't <laughs> know. I think I fell asleep at like five minutes. Before, but we were but you get the about, concept. <laughs> we were, yeah, we were talking about Brooke Castillo. And if you guys don't know her podcast, the Life Coach School podcast, it's such a good one. She's my coach. And she that's her favorite movie, The Matrix. Yeah. So it must be because of that. Because it's like, here, you can continue to buffer and you can t- continue to fill yourself up with false pleasures, but never really have the life that you want. Or you can do the work and it will be challenging. There will be parts that will be rocky. There'll be parts that will be easy and fun and freeing too, but it gets you to the life that you ultimately want to have, right? Both are uh, both are uncomfortable anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not uncomfortable now. It was very uncomfortable at the beginning. And I'm so, yeah. like, I'm better at, you get stronger at handling discomfort and you kind of get excited for it. So what is the best advice that you have to offer somebody who may be struggling right now with their body and their relationship with food and their eating, what's the best advice that you have for them if they're interested in the yummy money? 
well, sign up, right? Like you don't have to do it alone and you don't, I like, if you're signing up for this, it means you get to sign up to stop hating yourself. Mm. Like you don't get, you don't have to hate yourself to what you want. Oh, you can, I, it's like you, you get to learn to love yourself in this process and it's painful, yeah. yeah, but it's totally worth it. But that's what you're doing is you're learning how to be kind to yourself. Yeah. Being kind to yourself includes like not putting garbage in yourself. <laughs> like, and so it's coming to weight loss through a place of kindness, as opposed to just being like punishing and deprivation and sad. Oh, women have to fit this certain size and like wasting. You're like, no, it's from a place of love and compassion. So see, okay, we'll end in just a moment, but I just, I love that you love activities and I love that you love to work out. You love to run and bike and CrossFit, right? And uh-huh. just a little bit now about your relationship with working out and exercise and its relationship to food and your weight. I'm still like a massive fitness buff, but I don't use it as like a reward, like a way to have a reward later. Like I don't, I work out and I'm not like, I used to cycle like for hours. I'm like, I can't wait till I can eat this. Mm-hmm. If I cycle and I'm like, wow, I really like biking. This is a beautiful day. Yeah. Or like uh, CrossFit, I get to learn skills. I'm working on a muscle up right now. It's, it's a really cool gymnastics movement. And I get to wear all my cute little CrossFit outfits. I love it. <laughs> so um, cool. But it's yeah. So nice when you're not like rewarding yourself or punishing yourself through working out and the working out itself is the reward, right? You- it is. Yeah. You're just in it and learning new skills and like I have abs now. It's so cool. But it's also, that's a, it's a cool little like byproduct of like, all the work I put in, but I'm not like, Oh, I can't wait to have a milkshake after. I don't care. I don't care at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because your life is just so much more rich and there's no good time. Right. Well, thank you so much, Beth. This is going to be so helpful to so many people. Yeah. This uh, is so, so great. Thank I, you. I really appreciate it. I loved working with you. Oh, I love working with you. All right, you guys have the best week ever. And I will talk to you next week on the podcast. Hey, if you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, I would love it. Love it. If you leave a rate review and a subscribe on whatever you're listening to this podcast in pretty, pretty pleased with a cherry on top. It would help me so much and it would help all the other mamas out there hear this message. Thank you in advance. I really appreciate it. And you have to come check out the Yummy Mummy Experience. It's my proven lose weight for the last time group coaching and course. Head to lauraconley.com and just click work with me. Other than that, you guys, I would love to give you a free gift. If you want your free listener only gift, go to lauraconley.com forward slash gift. And from there, you will get your free best ever weight loss hack. So cool. The last thing I want to tell you, you guys, is I do have a free Facebook group. It's called, you guessed it, the yummy mummy. Lose weight for the last time and body drama and get food freedom. You can just search that on Facebook or again, you can head to the show notes and you'll find the link there. All right, you guys have the best day ever.